Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. I want to speak a word to us today that I believe that's going to, going to help us out. I don't need it. Thank you. God, God is an amazing God, and He's still on the throne. Amen? You know, I'm, I'm at a place in my life now where I know God will give me a word. That's not, that's not the hard part for me anymore. The, the challenge today is to have the anointing to preach to this generation. You know, it's, God will give you a word, but do you have the, the audacity and the anointing to preach to where we are in America today. And that is the hardest challenge for me today sometimes is to stand in front of uh, a lot of people and try to go against the things that we're being inundated with in the world today because God is still on the throne and he's still, and he's still alive, amen? He's not dead. And I, I want to talk about my mother today in, in my sermon a little bit and how she's helped me to stay grounded and rooted in the Word of God. And I want to thank Pastor Mark again, my friend, for given me this opportunity to go and move about and be a part of this family uh, here at Mosaic Church. I believe that this church is going to be a church on the move. It already is. Amen. And I want to talk to those that are watching now, and maybe you're away from uh, church and you're not going anywhere and you're disconnected. Uh, my assignment today is going to be uh, staying grounded and rooted whilst I'm being shaken. Most of us can stay grounded and rooted when things are going good, but can we stay grounded and rooted in the middle of a shaking? And we're going to talk about that today, but the other day uh, after Thanksgiving, I went in the kitchen and grabbed a big turkey leg off the turkey, and, and I started carving on it, and my little grandson came by, and he said, what is that? And I said, that's a turkey leg. And he said, ain't no way I'm going to eat no turkey's leg. And so I didn't want to go back and do something else, so I told kind of a little story. I said, well, it's a turkey leg breast is what it is. He said, a what? I said, a turkey leg breast. And so I, I got him to eat some of that. What I have today is I hope you'll nibble on it at least. The Bible said, taste and see that the Lord is, is good, amen? And so I hope you'll nibble on what I have for you today because I believe that we are shaking all over America, even in the body of Christ, we're shaken. There are things of us that, and I want to tell you today that that is a part of your journey is to be shaken. Can I get an amen right there? And we're going to learn that not only you've been shaken, but many of us have been shaken in life. And i tell you how we become shaken. I want to tell a story. I, I, I like to work on tractors, and that's kind of my thing on the side. And there was a lady who had bought a John Deere tractor, and for weeks it had sit out in the field and no one could get it running no matter what they did. They could not get it to start in some kind of way. They found my name and gave me a call and said, if you'll come out and look at this for us, we'll take care of you, your time and whatever. And so I go out, and this tractor's been sitting out, and weeds are growing up around it, and nobody could get it to run. And so when I began to look at it, I went back into all of my, my technical teachings from school, and I realized that that tractor did not have a good ground because nothing was coming on. And there are Christians all over the world today that you're sitting and doing nothing because you don't have a ground. You're not grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus. And so when I checked on everything else, 
Everything else was in good shape. And that's the way we are in the body of Christ. Sometimes we'll check on you and you're in good shape, but you have lost your ground with Christ. Can I get an amen? And so as I began to check that tractor and, and look at the, the grounds on that tractor, they were corroded and rusted out, and they had no way of grounding the system so it could start. And so many of you that are looking today, and those of you that are in this audience, if you have lost your connection with God, then you cannot be all that God has called you to be. Because you cannot get going as that tractor sit in that field for weeks with a bad ground. And when I found the bad ground and I took that out and put a new ground and got it all connected back to where it was supposed to go, it bust right off. And that's what will happen to you when you come back and get rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus. You'll bust off and start doing what God has called you to do. Are y'all still here? I know, that, I know this is an early audience, but I need some help up here every now and then. And so my assignment today is being grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus as we go over to Colossians chapter 2 and wait for me there at verse 6. But I want you to know this morning, church, that we are grounded in the truth. Somebody say the truth. We are being inundated with things that, that we know nothing of that are, they are trying to apply to the body of Christ and make things work for us. But the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And so if you are not grounded to the truth, we can, if we are grounded to the truth, we can endure the tough times. You see, I'm standing today after God has called me to a place called Oklahoma and said, go get up and move into Oklahoma City and I will show you great and mighty things. How many of us know that I got to stay grounded to that in order for that to come to, to fruition? Can somebody say amen? You have to stay grounded in the things of God. If God said it, then you have to believe it. So when we are grounded in truth, we can endure the tough times. And I believe that America is in some tough times right now. But for those of us that will stay anchored down in the truth, we're going to weather this storm. We're going to do what God has called us to do because as Mr. Ricks uh, played a song for me this morning, as I was telling him a little bit about my sermon, he played a song this morning that said, give me that old time religion. That if it's good enough for Paul and silence, it's good enough for me. And we're going to have to turn our hearts back to God because life is a journey and it is full of ups and downs. Life is like a piston in a car or an engine. It's up and down and our journey is full of ups and downs. And the only way that you're going to stay balanced in your ups and downs is to stay connected to God, grounded and rooted in the Word of God. In fact, I want you to understand this morning that suffering really is the pathway to glory. I know you don't want to hear that this morning, but suffering is the pathway to glory. If you look at any of the patriarchs in the Bible that God has used, they have to go through some suffering. I've gone through some suffering myself, and so being shaken is a huge part of our Christian journey. Being shaken is a huge part of your Christian journey. If you came to Jesus and said, "Woo, I'm saved, I'm all right, I got, I got different, I want to, I get begged to differ with you right there. I just want to say welcome to the club. I want to say thank you for being here, but you're, not, you're going to go through some things because being shaken is a huge part of our Christian journey. And so this time last year, I was driving back from Houston, Texas, and, and being shaken in our family. I have 10 sisters and four brothers. My 92-year-old mother, for the first time in her life last year, this time, I was driving back from Houston, Texas after giving the eulogy of my brother who had passed away. 
number seven in the family out of 15 children. And as I sit there coming back from Texas, shaking in my faith because I had prayed to God three times a day for over a year that God would touch my brother and heal my brother of cancer. And I even quoted scripture and I said, God, if you did it for Hezekiah, you would do it for my brother. And I would, I would quote that thing over him saying, God, that when you went to Hezekiah, you said to him, get your house in order, you're going to die. But Hezekiah got up and turned his face to the wall, and that same angel came back and said, God's not going to take your life. He's going to add 15 years to your life. And, <clears throat> excuse me, for a whole year I was praying this over my brother, but it did not come to pass. And so after doing that eulogy and getting my family back home safely, when I got back home, I had hit an all-time low. I had hit a place where I was, I was really, I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't very happy with God. Can I get an amen right there? And I, I didn't stay in that why mode too long, but I was like, God, I cried out to you, and I don't understand why you could not reach down as powerful and as mighty as you are and change the life of my brother. But I remember Mr. Rick giving me comfort, and he said, Jesse, your brother is healed now. God has taken him out of that cancerous mode, and, and he's healed him. Those were comforting words, but yet I still wanted my brother. Can I get an amen? And so I was shaken in that, and as I looked down at my 92-year-old mother, as she was sitting in the front row, and Mama was just sitting there, and I could tell that she was having to reach way back on the inside of her Christian walk with God and begin to pull out some things that would keep her anchored on that day because mama was there when my brother holding his hands as my brother passed away. And I could tell that mama was truly shaken, but I know that mama was reaching back and quoting scripture and saying that if God be for me, who can be against me? I could feel mama pulling on the scriptures that she had taught to us that we are the head and not the tail. And I could see mama pulling on that thing saying, suffering may endure through the night, but joy comes in the morning. And so when you are going through a thing, you can't run away from God. That's when you have to anchor down in God. That's when you're shaken. You got to come to God and you got to anchor down in what you know. And so there was my 92-year-old mother sitting there having lost one child and out of 15 children. And she was truly shaken. We were all shaken. And I was shaken to a place where I began to question God. And I finally got up out of that and went back to my rock. But God is my rock. The word of God is my anchor. And I anchored back down as we look in Colossians chapter 2. Paul is writing to the Colossians and he is trying to get them to, to have spiritual fullness in Christ Jesus. And he's trying to get the Colossians to stay anchored down in what they know. As we look at verse 6, Paul writes to them. He said, so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord. Continue to live your lives in him. You see, folks, if we've, if we've already received Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, no matter what we're going through, we got to get anchored down and continue to live that way. No matter if you're going through some storms of life or no matter what you're going through, God is still God and the journey of life will bring ups and downs. Can I get an Amen. There are some of us out here right now that you're going through some things. There are some of you that are watching right now. You've lost your ground with God. And it's time for you to get up and get reconnected to God and find your way back to the house of, of the Lord. Because the Bible says that 
For the, the, the house of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are saved. So don't sit there on Sunday mornings. Come and find the house of God and run into it, for you will be saved, and you will get a word that will encourage you and lift you up. And so Paul is, is talking to the Colossians in verse 7. He said, you have to be rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thanksgiving. And so this morning I want you to know that if there is no root, there is no fruit. You've got to stay grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus in order for you to be fruitful. God has called us to be fruitful and not fruity. And if you're away from God, you're going to be fruity. I've been there before. You will not produce any fruit. And if you're away from the house of God or disconnected from God, you are fruitless. There is no way. There is no way that you can produce fruit unless you have a root in Christ Jesus. And you can take an orange tree out of Florida and send it down to Wisconsin, but you're going to have some problems. It might produce a little fruit, but you're going to have to pamper it. We don't know no Christians like that, do we? You're going to have to bring it in and out of the sun and out of the shade and put it in. No, no, no. You, you are out of your element if you're taking orange trees down to Wisconsin. And it's the same thing with Christians. When you are out of the will of God and out of the house of God, you are out of your element and you might produce a little fruit, but it ain't going to be what God wants it to be. And there's time for some of us to come back to the grounded, rooted house of God and get grounded and rooted in God because we are tired of pampering you and petting you and having to lift you up and tell you how wonderful you are. At some point, when you get grounded and rooted in God, you don't have to tell me anything. Why? Because I don't, I don't have to be validated. And, and I, love, I love my brother Rick and bringing us up, and I think that was, that was, that was legit. But guess what? I would have preached that he said it or not. Why? Because I have confidence in who I am. I have confidence in my God. I am just a little shepherd boy that goes out behind the prison walls and leading the sheep from pain to peace and from defeat to dominance over life's issues. That's who I am. I don't need a great big name because I know that everything that I do, God is counting it, whether it's good or bad. He said we have to be rooted and built up in him. Verse 8 says, and this is what I want us to get today. If you don't get anything else, I want you to get this today. Verse 8 says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies. There's, there are a lot of ph philosophies flying around. Just look at TV on Sundays. I think the church ought to be the place where we're healing. I'm not demoning anybody, but I don't think talk show hosts ought to be the church. Because when you're in trouble, I bet you can't find them. You know, you, you need to get grounded and rooted and established in a house where when you got a problem, you can call and say, hey, I, I, I've lost my route. I've lost my way. You can call some of these people if you want to uh, that's, that think they got it all together. I'm not going to bash anybody today. But I believe that the local church is the place where you come to get regenerated. And so uh, Paul is trying to get them to stay anchored in the truth and stay down in where they're to be. He said, don't go around and, and, and being captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies which depend on human traditions and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. 
there are a lot of philosophies out there, and there are a lot of ideas, but I don't want just a good idea. I want a God idea. You can operate on both of them. You can operate on a good idea, but give me a God idea. Can I get an amen? And verse 9 says, for in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and over every authority. And so I want the fullness of Christ. And so I want us to go over to 1 Samuel chapter 30, and we're going to look at what it takes when you're in the middle of a crisis, when you're being challenged, and when you're being shaken. David and his fighting men, they're going to return to Ziglag to find it burned, and all of his family has been taken. David's two wives and Abigail, a woman that he acquired through, through God, and all of his children and all of his fighting men. They all been uh, raided and taken all this stuff and taken the men and the women. How many of us know that that's enough to shake a man? You know, I, I, I've been shaken if they'd have just taken my one wife, but David lost two. <laughs> Y'all will get that on the way home. <laughs> and when you can figure out one woman, write a book and I'll buy it. <laughs> I'm just saying. And so after David comes back and he finds all this gone, I want you to look at 1 Samuel 30 and verse 6. Something is going to happen when you're going through distress. It said David was what? He was greatly distressed. Anybody ever been there? I was greatly distressed having to take on that assignment of doing my brother's eulogy and making sure I get back home with my family, with my head rowing with things. I was distressed. He said David was greatly distressed because the men were taking... We're talking of stoning him. They were ready to kill David. They were wanted to kill him. They say each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters, but David found strength where? That's the same place you're going to find strength when you're going through some things. You're not going to find strength. Or you might find an encouraging word, but sometimes you're not going to find strength on Facebook. Sometimes you're not going to find strength on Twitter and Instagram, sometimes you got to get on your face. Sometimes you got to go back and know that you are not grounded and rooted and go back and connect to God and watch that thing bust off. That's what we have to do. I've been challenged in more times than one. I've been pushed aside, told to sit down, shut up. You're too black, too creative, too short, too tall. Your afro don't grow no more. Help me, somebody. I've been told everything, but I go back and anchor down to God and say, hey, God, you get the last say-so in my life. I'm grounded and rooted in my marriage. I'm grounded and rooted in my, in my walk with Christ. I'm grounded and rooted with what people think about me. Can I get an amen right there? Why? Because I'm serving my life for God. I'm grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus. He is the Lord of my life. I started out with Christ, and I, I'm going to end with Christ. I believe that with all my heart. And it's not been easy going in and out of prisons for, for uh, 23 years. That's a long time to go in and speak to lives that are busted and broken and talking to thieves and lions and tigers and bears, oh my. I mean, you name it, it's back there. But I want to tell you something, that the power of God knocks it down every time. 
There are times when, uh, when two women come to the altar together in a relationship and the power of God would hit one and change one and the other one go back to her seat confused. Ain't nobody talking about that, but I'm going to tell you something right now. God is still powerful to break every chain. God is still power to, to break every chain that we have in our lives. This was the first man I met some 20-something years ago, the first inmate that I ever talked to that said to me, I want to change my life. I want to I do better in life. And I'm telling you that this is just some of the fruit that has come from behind those walls. But we go back there with the power and the authority and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and we don't play games. We say to them that God is your anchor, and until you get anchored in him, you're going to still keep stealing and killing and lying and gangbanging and walking around with your pants hanging down. And then David said to Abitar, the priest, the son of, of Ahimelech, he said, bring me the ephod. And Abitar brought it to him in verse 8. And David inquired of who? He said, shall I pursue, shall I pursue the, right, the raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, God said. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. You see, I want you to know that God still speaks in the middle of a storm. In the middle of your storms today, you can't just take off on your own merit. You can't just take off on, especially if you are in Christ Jesus. See, David found a time in his life where David could have took his men. He had the fighting men. He could have went out. He did the same thing with the men, but he had to get a word from God. And God still speaks in the middle of your storm today. You cannot go out on your own and do your own thing, especially if, you, if you've been bought with a price. You're not your own. You are a child of the Most High God. And in spite of everything that are going, that's going on around us, America spoke a few, minutes, uh, a few weeks ago, a few days ago. America spoke, and they said, I'm not the da David. In the time of David, David was a, was a mighty man of God. David is a mighty man of God. He could have did what he wanted to do. And America spoke a few weeks ago and simply said, we want change. We want change. That's what America said. You know, I thought about Saul when, 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 when they went to Samuel and said, we want us a king. Give us a king. We want to be like, just, uh, like every other nation. We want to have something tangible that we can touch, something that we can look into the face of. And God said to Samuel, go, that, go ahead and tell them that they can have their king, but tell them this is what's going to happen to him when he comes. And I'm not trying to compare a king with a president, but America did speak. But I want to say to America today, you don't need a king and you don't need a president. You need Jesus Christ. You need to come back to the principles of God. That's what we need in America today. We've lost our way. The Gallup poll says 78% of Americans say that America has lost all morals and, and, and seems to be no way of coming back. But I came to tell you that the Word of God says that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind, that you will speak in tongues and young men will dream dreams, and that's the God that I'm going to still believe that. Instead of him pouring out wrapped on us because we're disconnected, I'm believing he's going to pour out his blessings and savings and healings on America. And so God still speaks in the middle of a storm. It's during the storm when he walks out on the edge of, a, of the water and say, peace, be still. That's when he speaks is when you're in a storm. 
What good is it for God to speak when you got everything going on in your life and nothing is happening? God speaks when you are disrupted and shaken in your life. And that's the way it was with Peter when he walked out and saw Peter was shaken on the waters. And he said, peace be still. And that's what God wants to do to America today. Peace be still. But if America would open her ears and open her eyes and, and adhere to the things of God, it's doing the shaking when God says, peace be still. It's doing the shaking when God said to Moses, use what's in your hand. You see, when there's turmoil in your life, God still speaks in the middle of a storm. It was, that, it, it was when Lazarus had been dead for four days when God spoke in the middle of that storm. He said, Lazarus, come out. You see, it's in the storm when God speaks. And so we cannot leave God in the middle of a storm. And it was Elisha. He said, go out and stand on the mountain in, in, in my presence. Remember when Elijah was running from Jezebel? He had ran into a cave. He was shaken. He was, yesterday was a mighty man of God. He had beaten all the prophets of Baal, but now there was a shaking going on in his life. Anybody ever been shook? And he runs into a cave. And that's what we do in the body of Christ. We run into these little caves, and we stand there, and that's when God comes up and says, hey, come out of that cave and go stand in my presence one more time. Come out of that cave and go stand on the mountain of God one more time. Come out of that cave and go stand in a place where the presence of God can pass by. You see, you got to come out of your misery. you got to go back to that place of God where God can speak life to you and keep you anchored down. And so today we're talking about staying grounded and rooted in a time of shaking. And truly, America is being shaken right now. And we look at the life of Job in chapter 1, verse 16. Fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants. In, chapter, in verse 17, the enemy sweeps down on his camels and made off with them. Verse 18 and 19, he loses the most important thing a man can lose. Not just one child, but he lost all of his children, his sons and his daughters at one time. How many of us know that that's a shaking? How many of us know that that's just, my mom just lost the one, but Job loses all of his children, all of his animals, his camel, his donkey, his house, and just blew everything away, and it's a time for shaking. You know, Job could go and run away if he wanted to and lose his ground with God, lose his connection with God. But as we look at verse 20, at this time Job got up, he tore his robe, shaved his head, and then he fell to the ground in worship. He didn't fall to the ground in complaints. Oh, y'all still here? He's lost a lot. There's a lot going on in his life. He's lost a lot. But he didn't go around in, in complaint. He fell to the ground in what? In worship. What he was doing is he didn't want to be like that John detractor that was sitting out in that field having lost his ground. As beautiful as that tractor was, it was worthless. It wouldn't run. It wouldn't start. And as beautiful as Christians are around the world, you are really useless to the kingdom of God because you won't run. You won't start. You won't prophesy. You stop giving. You stop going to church. Can somebody help me in this house? We have to stay grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus. Stay grounded and, grounded and rooted in God. He said he did not. He fell to the ground in worship. And so my assignment this morning is grounded and rooted while being shaken. Grounded and rooted 
while being shaken. I'm on time, Mr. Rick. Grounded and rooted while being shaken. And listen to what he said. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb. And naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. You see, sometimes we're shaken. But you have to stay grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus. Keep your roots. Stay grounded and rooted. What I'm going to do today is I want you to stand and I'm going to pray over you this morning. Corporately, I'm just going to pray over you. As you stretch your hands toward heaven, Mr. Rick's going to come in just a moment. Stretch your hand toward heaven, but I want you to know that suffering is the pathway to glory. And we're all going through some things. But I want you to stand your ground and stay grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus. So, Father, as they're standing in the sanctuary with their hands lifted up, there are many under the sound of my voice that they're shaken in some areas of their lives, and many are, they're no different than I was wanting to walk away. You're no different than I was when I lost my brother. You're no different in the middle of a storm. None of us are any different than the other. We have some times when we want to let go and say, God, where are you? And, and this is what it's all about. Count me out. But I came to tell you today that he wants to count you in. Suffering is the pathway to glory. We don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. And so, God, right now, take these people under the sound of my voice and begin to strengthen them today. Begin to let them look to the heels which come at their help. Let them begin to go back to that gospel. Let them be like my mother that was anchored and rooted in Christ Jesus in a time of crises. Don't lose your ground. Don't lose your place with God. Don't disconnect from God. Don't disconnect from the church. Don't disconnect from other Christians. Read your Bible. Gravitate to the Word of God. Stay on your knees. Stay connected. Denounce everything that is against the powers of God. So, Father, raise this congregation up. Make them strong.